War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 439-6028 439-6028 Yankee Tree Service YankeeTreeService.com What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming Experts based right in Lincoln Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today 439-6028 439-6028 Whether it's tree removal stump grinding, tree pruning emergency service bucket truck at service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 439-6028 439-6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com you're listening to the john DePietro show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, it's Tuesday, October 25th. Remember, as we like to say, you can always listen online at the website, dipetro.com. So the First Lady of the United States, Jill Biden, is coming to Rhode Island tomorrow to uh, try to help out. First of all, it's limited where they can go. Notice President Biden's not going, not going anywhere. He's so unpopular. No one's asking him to come in and campaign for him. But something I want to just make sure that you understand, she's not a doctor. She's not a doctor. She has a PhD in education. If she were, it would be appropriate. You know, they've been pulling this for some time in the media. But anyone will tell you, if she were to be at a university and she was going to speak, then maybe she'd be referred to as Dr. Biden. But she's not a doctor. And it's inappropriate. Uh, she, she deserves respect as First Lady, First Lady Jill Biden. But this notion that they're all calling her Dr. Biden, she, she's not a doctor. She's not a medical doctor. That's who we refer to as a doctor. Not someone who has, and I have a family member who has a PhD in, in education. Uh, and again, in the setting of, of a university setting, in an education setting, you'd refer to them as, as doctor. But there, there are multiple people you know, around us that are um, involved in education it doesn't um, demean it in any way, but there's a number of people that, that we don't refer to them in, in that term as doctor. So, as I said, if she were to be speaking uh, some kind of a role, some function, where she was going to be visiting uh, an educational facility like a, a college university, then then they would use the term. But in general terms, she's not a doctor. And this has come out before. This has been discussed and debated. Of course, you know, Governor McKee and, and other people, but the media should not be calling her Dr. Biden. It's Jill Biden. First Lady Jill Biden is more like it. Now, folks, here we are. We are two weeks away from the election. And I know Ashley Kalis is going to try to do a rally tonight. By all accounts, if the election were held today and early voting is underway, Governor McKee would would win so what Ashley Kalis needs to do is you can't you can't leave anything on the table uh, there are still some issues that the Kalis people are not going into and they're just they're not I don't think fully taking advantage of it when they when they have to now I also want to just start off like many of you I watched the first half of that Patriots game last night and I fell for it as well. Bailey Zappi came in, and I thought, well, here we go. Look at this. This is like in a movie. 
as someone uh, put out on, on social media. Uh, going into the half, even though they were behind, it was like, wow. And this he's doing it on a Monday night football. Lighting it up, boom. It sure didn't end that way. That was an ugly loss by the Patriots last night. But getting back to um, the matter at hand. So Election Day is going to be uh, two weeks from today. And I would say uh, a race to watch, which I also think is interesting, folks. We're watching all the races. There's still time for people to make their argument to the public. And depending on the race. So and we'll have more of the candidates on probably next week as we get closer. But this this race for governor, you know, there, there are people. It's interesting if you watch any of the, the debates for governor in, in other parts of the country because, for instance, last night was Charlie uh, Crist and, and Governor DeSantis. And DeSantis is leading that race in Florida, governor of Florida, by, by 10 points. But you really get to see someone who is... Uh, schooled and skilled, I should say, schooling the other person, so to speak. But you you really get a sense of how they can react. You know, I'm looking at, um, let's see, Channel 6 piece. Voters react ahead of Dr. Biden's trip to Rhode Island, a campaign from the Cape. I mean, I again, it's the first lady. I don't know why they're uh, going with that. I mean, I kind of know why. Actually, maybe I'll play this uh, piece by Channel 6, so by ABC6. This business of the Dr. Biden kind of drives me nuts. Let me hear this Channel 6 uh, piece of people reacting to First Lady Jill Biden coming to Rhode Island. More importantly, will it actually influence how ABC6 News anchor Olivia Delicia joins down at the State House with that reaction? Olivia. John, it was mixed reactions for sure. Now, a majority of the voters we spoke with say it doesn't really matter who endorses who here on out. That's because they've already voted. The other voters saying it doesn't matter because they're not planning on voting. Wow. First Lady Jill Biden making the trip to Providence Good. on Wednesday Thank to you. campaign for Governor Dan McKee's uh, election. It's very, we're very, very pleased uh, and looking forward to um, continuing having a strong relationship with the, with the White House. In the final push to sway voters before they head out to the polls in about two weeks, Republican opponent Ashley Kalis calling this a desperate move. But again, Dan McKee needs some help, so he's going to call his friends in D.C. And we know that Biden has ruined the economy and made it very difficult for Rhode Islanders, so I don't think it's a positive thing. In the most recent poll by Reuters, 54% of Americans now say they disapprove of the president. So we asked voters what this endorsement from a Biden means to them as they head to the polls. There was no way that I was going to vote for anyone other than Democrats. So I appreciate that we're getting some national attention. Some voters like Ethan Dukas say while they've already cast their ballot in early voting, they aren't sure what influence either way this endorsement could have. I'm skeptical about Democrats. I don't think that Joe Biden is going to influence you any which way. I'm not entirely sure that people who are undecided would really know about Joe Biden. Some voters like Michael Caldwell say this endorsement actually lowers their chance of voting for McKee. And as far as someone coming from out of state telling me they don't know McKee from Adam, really, that's not an intelligent decision for them to make for you. And I will be covering Dr. Jill Biden's visit to Rhode Island College well, on Wednesday. There's the doctor. So just be sure to stick with us for that coverage <clears throat> leading up to Wednesday and on Wednesday evening. For now, live in Providence, I'm Olivia DeRosha, ABC6 News. All right. Now, again, I don't know about, first of all, she's downtown. So you're not going to find any Republicans floating around there. Um, I, I don't know about, it's not designed to try to influence people. It's, it's more to try to rally everybody and gets everyone to come out. And just kind of gets them in gear. And the fact of the matter is, you know, she, right, the president can't come, can't come out because President Biden is so unpopular. Now, also, Cumberland police seek information surrounding shots fired incident. Cumberland police looking more information. Shots fired incident happened over the weekend. They, sh they responded to the parking lot of uh, a club, Club Juvenil Lustina, Saturday night for a large disturbance. Police said they learned that while they were there, the shots were fired into an empty vehicle. No injuries were reported. No arrest. Anyone has information. Footage for the area of Broad Street from Central Falls to Chambers Street. 
between 9.45, 10, 11, 11.45, contact Cumberland Police. So that is obviously the uh, uh, section of Cumberland that borders into Central Falls. But Governor McKee, of course they're going to try to spin this. He's going all out these final two weeks, trying to get as much attention. The fact of the matter is that his own party, Biden's own party, doesn't want him to run for re-election. The economy is a wreck. Now, another race that is obviously interesting, folks, and the way it's kind of pivoting right now, happens to be, and that is the race for CD2. This is the Langevin seat, Mr. Uh, Insider Trading, getting 30% returns. As I've said, if, 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 uh, if Congressman Jim Langevin was doing everything on the up and up, and that he was able to, you know, legitimately get a 30% return. Don't, don't you think there'd be people, as I've said, Wall Street firms, hedge funds that would be interested in his expertise, especially since the fact that he's doing better. I mean, he's doing a lot better, as a matter of fact, than, you know, so many of, uh, and, and doing much better than General Treasurer Seth Magaziner. So tonight is, in fact, going to be the the debate in Pennsylvania. That is based so close of that Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman is at 51%. Dr. Oz is at 49%. Two points away, right inside the margin of error, and obviously can shift on a dime. But something that's interesting to watch is that right now, Seth Magaziner in, in that CD2 race, they're changing the message that they're putting out. He's pivoting to an aggressive economic message in the new, in the new uh, TV spot that he has. So prior to this, everything was about abortion. Here is, let me play, this is the new Seth Magaziner spot. The companies, the health insurance companies, are making billions of dollars of profits while they overcharge people. How do they get away with it? It's because there are a lot of politicians that they have in their pockets. I don't want their money. I work for you. And we are going to stand up to protect programs like Social Security and Medicare. I am going to fight for the working people of Rhode Island. I'm Seth Magaziner, and I approve this message. Now, that was filmed Saturday, so that was fast turnaround. Uh, and meanwhile, though, <clears throat> you know, Fung is first. No one believes that. No one believes that the party is, is going to be able to do that and be successful in that way. But meanwhile, there's a, a new commercial, the Republicans that are backing Mayor Fung. Our economy, and Seth Magaziner supports their failed schemes that destroy retirement savings and ravage family budgets. Magaziner supports their tax hikes on working class families too, taking away what you work so hard for. And with home heating costs skyrocketing, Magaziner would make things worse, raising home heating costs another 17%. Seth Magaziner costs us too much. The NRCC is responsible for the content of this advertising. You know, again, folks, uh, Fung has two weeks, folks. Two weeks to close this out. Election Day is two weeks from today. Now, between now and Election Day, there will be another debate in that race, and then there's scheduled to be a radio debate and then another television debate with the governor's race. But as I had said earlier, Ashley Kalis, they uh, definitely right now have to try to move things in, in, um, in the right direction. This is a big week because you can't just hope that you're going to do well in the debates, pivot off that, and get more attention. So I, I am going to stay. I still believe there's a number of issues that are on the table. And, and some of it is, I believe, some of the people around Governor McKee are for your game. This is a winnable election, but it's only a winnable race. It's a winnable race if, in fact, the Kalis people have to find the right issue they can get the attention of the media, of the voters. Um, you know, yesterday, I, I didn't see anything. So if you're the McKee people, each day you're just trying to get through the day in a positive news cycle or no news in the news cycle. And so Kalis is going to have to do that. So now, folks, on the national front, I mean, Rhode Island is, um, we are an outlier because around the country, it is a massive red wave. It is a red tidal wave.
that that is uh, that is on the verge of taking place. Let's go to one of the things is um, you have President Joe Biden telling Vice President Kamala Harris, "Happy birthday to a great president." Maybe he's unaware that she's actually his vice president. Let me just play this quickly. Happy birthday, great president. Uh, we know uh, your mom's always with you. Happy birthday, great president. Uh, we know uh, your mom's always with you. Happy birthday, great president. We know your mom's always with you. You know, that's who Governor McKee feels is the greatest president ever, <laughs> which is very, very interesting. Greatest president ever. Is he unaware, um, unaware that <laughs> she's actually the vice president? We don't know. Um, <clears throat> that would be a good question. This uh, Philadelphia, excuse me, this Pennsylvania Senate race, folks, that is such a big race to watch. Now, we also have, I want to go to, I like some of the debates. We need a Parents' Bill of Rights. Race for Governor, and this is Paul LePage. I want to hear this. Uh, we need to establish some transparency in our curriculum. We need to have school choice, real school choice, like we had back in the 70s. We have to have parents notified to opt out when there's sensitive material that is not age appropriate. We need to have our vocational and our technical schools back into the middle school. We need our young men to be able to have more options because we're finding out that our with a population of close to 50-50, our universities, colleges, and universities, 60% women, 40% men, and it's dropping on the men's side every year. They're not engaged, and we have to get them more engaged. And the other thing that we have to make sure is the State Board of Education is reformed so that we have teachers and parents on it. Here's well, first of all, we need a Parents' Bill of Rights. Parents' Bill of Rights. I like that. that. Uh, parents were not aware of the things happening in our schools. This administration has got a very woke agenda, very left-wing agenda. Uh, we need to establish some transparency in our community. You know, I like that line. I wish we had um, heard that. This was a debate for Governor Amin. And I, I had said that in the past. I wish there had been that line. We had heard that from Ashley Kalis. I think of all the discussions that we've, we've had and heard, I should say, in the debates between Governor McKee and Ashley Kalis, I think the term that was missing was parents. The parents should be more involved. The parents should have more say in, in, in their child's education. And it just sounds to me, or as I was watching it, that parents were, were never mentioned. And I think that was a missed opportunity by the Kalis campaign to, uh, to capitalize on that. Because that's what's missing. With Governor McKee, it's all about appeasing the teachers' unions. There's never anything about the parents with Governor McKee. And he likes to say, you know, the first lady, Sue McKee, she's a, a teacher or a former teacher. I'm not sure if she's still teaching, but she might be. But you, you don't hear anything about the parents about the parents getting involved. I think that's something that, that the Kalis people could have taken advantage of a little bit. Meanwhile, folks, I mean, President Biden, this is President, um, Governor McKee is alone in thinking he's the greatest president ever. Anything having to do with the polls, I just pay attention to what's happened on the phone and we're knocking on doors. I don't pay attention to anything having to do with the polls. I just pay attention to what's happened on the phone and we're knocking on doors. Well, he doesn't want to pay, pay attention, attention to anything, anything that's going on with the polls because they're so terrible. So, but meanwhile, you know, President Biden, it's very telling that they don't have him out on the stump. It's it's uh, reveals a lot that they're sending in First Lady Jill Biden instead of sending in President Biden. Because, hey, you remember, President Obama came to Rhode Island and campaigned for Gina Raimondo. In twenty, uh, in 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 order, she was she was the only one at that point. Twenty fourteen, Gina Raimondo had President Obama come in, and she was the only 
because he had become so unpopular. And then obviously they never uh, they never forgot that. But here's here's Senator Ted Cruz on the View, talking about how parents are treated at many of these school board meetings. Domestic terrorists using the Patriot Act. Yep. That is fundamentally wrong. Yep. That's Merrick Garland directed the FBI to go after moms and dads who go to school boards and to treat them as domestic terrorists using the Patriot Act. That is fundamentally wrong. That's you know, Gar- <clears throat> it's exactly right um, of how people were treated. All right, folks, it's Tuesday. Election day is two weeks from today. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. The next time you have an emergency, head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent Care. Urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families, specializing in ambulatory medicine. Diagnostic treatment service, AtMed Urgent Care. They provide immunization, school, sports physicals. They're a cost-efficient health care alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. You, someone in your family suffering from COVID, you want to go straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122, or East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road, online at atmedurgentcare.net. Folks, you are listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, Join Joining right now, she is an independent columnist, opinion maker. It's one of my siblings. It is Donna Perry. And DJ, I want to just start off and get your thoughts on, by all accounts, the headlines. Uh, Democrats fear the midterm map is slipping away. I mean, by, by all accounts, um, and this is... A lot of Republicans don't trust the pollsters and so forth, but it, it seems almost unmistakable. We are two weeks out from from this midterm election, and boy, things really seem to be breaking the way of the Republicans. And I, I think we could be once again looking just unprecedented loss uh, with the Democrats, and it even looks like the, the Senate is in play. Yes, and uh, great to be with you, John. Um, you know, you, you couldn't have scripted this perfect uh, any better if, if you're a Republican uh, candidate, if you're um, the consultants. I mean, they, they're really now seems, um, and you can point to a lot of mistakes the Democrats have made, I would argue, John, on just message. Their big thing is message and this president. I would argue, be at the top of a long list of mistakes that have been going on. And there's no question, when you look at these most, before you get in the nitty-gritty of these individual races, and boy, John, you are seeing Republicans coming on strong, that they may win races that we've been years since you have seen a Republican, you know, know, we'll talk about it, you know, the governorship of New York, I mean, that guy, Zeldin's coming on, there's all kinds of... uh, blue states that now look things could go either way but if you look at these most uh, recent like the big abc poll a couple of days ago it's really back to the economy inflation and crime that's right and if you go through the summer john like let's when you talk about messaging i feel like what we heard from the democrats a lot of it was abortion and save our democracy exactly john I don't hear the average person talking no. about these. in in the environment. They they think yeah, those are the and three climate issues, climate. Yeah, we climate. John is not even making a ranking in these polls. No. So no. you know when you see these are just overall voter sentiment. By the way, the reason I think the Republicans are going to do extremely well is this brings in independence. They yes. ha- they people care about first and foremost. You know, I can't afford my monthly bills. Um, you know, the, the never-ending spiral with gas, uh, though Biden's tried to pull it down a few gimmicks and they're using the, the strategic reserve, which is a separate problem. That's not actually supposed to be just used this way. 
they're losing on that. And, and we've talked about the grocery store, which is why it's like the oldest story in the world in politics. That's the first thing people know about. That's right. And you can have any level of an education. You understand what it just costs you to buy, you know, your weekly uh, grocery bills. So right. I think it's like 36% to 24%. Like, who would you trust better to fix the economy? When you see that, and it's 36% saying the Republicans, 24% Dems, same question on crime. Very important. 35% Republicans will fix the crime problem better, 22%. The, I, I like polls like that, John, yes. because... You know what I mean? They're so simple. It's direct. It, it actually would involve the answer of a less politically involved person. And that, to me, is a better reading of what's going to happen at the polls. So the Donna Perry, Nancy Pelosi, Speaker Pelosi was on uh, one of the Sunday shows, I think CBS Face the Nation, yeah. but <clears throat> was saying, you know, well, I, we need to do better with our messaging. You tell me. <laughs> I mean, we're two weeks out. I, I think the horses left the barn and the, the momentum... Granted, if you want to say after the Supreme Court, there was maybe the momentum shifting that way. But I, I think you said it exactly. A weak president, economy that's not getting better. By the way, they're, they're keeping Biden like under wraps. You don't see him going out anywhere. No. I, I think now it's just a matter of I think. Can you imagine their internal polls and what they may be seeing in the Democrat Party? Of This right. could be just a complete, as you say, complete shellacking and all momentum right now seems to be with the Republican Party. Yeah. And, and as you say, during the summer months, I think only Democratic consultants and, and Biden's, you know, White House inner circle, they kept talking about, oh, now all these wins. I, the public doesn't see it, John. First, no, it, they, no. A lot of that, it, you know, things that, oh, I'm going to dribble money out into the economy through these massive, you know, legislative bills. They take 30 months to get through. That, that doesn't mean anything to how people no. feel right now. Um, and so, again, you know, what, are, what were they talking about? And to, by the way, too much talking by their side about Trump. He's yes. not... He's not on the ballot. No, uh, but know? let's face it. They put a lot into, come on, the J6 commission. And I even wonder right. about this business of the, they want to subpoena him. I, I think this is once again, they have been on this mission, Donna Perry, that dragging him in, make him the referendum on, on the midterms on the end. But it, it just, let's face it, it just hasn't panned out. People don't see it that way. And they see no nope. president, as we said, and, what you're t what, and this is so important for people to understand. You have two different sets of you know, groups of people. One is the Democrat people of the party has been saying the most important things in the country are abortion, climate change, and, and also save uh, our democracy. democracy. <laughs> On the other side, you have people saying, well, we see it as the problems of crime and the cost of things and just the direction the country is going. This is going to be a referendum on which party more people agree with. Absolutely. And again, yeah. when you talk about um, what I was starting to say, John, the reason they're now possibly in trouble in big blue states where you have major cities, it is crime. You know, if That's you're right. an independent voter and, you, you know, you're not uh, far right, but you're kind of independent and you're trying to work in, in Manhattan and you live wherever you live, maybe in the region. Do you want to get on that subway? I mean, right. did these trains? I mean, look, it is not a small issue. Uh, and I know uh, I have uh, you have children who are young yes. professionals in that city. And you think about that probably every day and every night. Like, yep. you know, it, it's a wonderful place. Uh, we all lived there a long time ago. But look, it's a real tangible problem. And, right. and it, again, blue state. But the, some of these Republicans are really coming on. AOC is having trouble. At, at, well, she's having people argue with her and something she's not used to in some of her you know, public town halls. Uh, and again, I was just mentioning even at the governor level. I mean, Lee Zeldin, he could become, he could yes. do this because yeah. Kathy Hochul is talking in circles. Yep. She was another one. Democracy. But John, no one is caring about that when they're like, you know what? That guy just grabbed my purse and pushed someone in front sure. of the train. Yeah. And milk is $5 so, a gallon. Yeah. So, Donna Perry, also, just your thought on Washington Post had a, I thought, a pretty good synopsis. I sent it to you regarding the first two years of the Biden presidency. 
Yes. And something that just jumped out at me is just, you know, it, listen, it was a mistake from the get-go to bring Harrison as VP. And uh, something they mentioned in, in the article mm. is just, you know, her and her camp always concerned about optics. Something is, you know, the Biden people want to send her out when the baby formula is arriving. But then Harris saying, no, 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 you know, I don't want to be tagged in with that controversy. I, I you know, as much as the, the he came out of the box and maybe had a good first maybe eight months. But let's face it, ever, ever since then, yeah. ever since Afghanistan. They have been on the defensive and it's been going the wrong way. And I don't I don't you t- I don't see this as an administration that's going to turn it around. No. And, and I, that Washington Post, um, you know, article is is really fascinating. And they they pulled yeah. up some new stuff about yes. how this has really gone. Also, that he privately gets very angry and very defensive, you know, with mm. the staff. Yeah. Uh, when you start with Afghanistan and you're right. And I think what they're pointing out is Harris is the opposite of an advantage VP. You know, people, right. John, they put these people on a ticket because they think, you know, they'll round out the ticket. You know, yes. they and she does nothing, by the way, to sort of soften his awkward edges, if you will. Yeah. Um, and I think that baby formula anecdote, the story on that maybe, and people didn't know that. I would put it this way with her staff. If she does, if she has a sort of an attitude issue, I think, and she doesn't want to get her hands dirty, it seems. And a lot of these larger issues, you know, they she made it such an issue about going to the border to the point where it's like she doesn't really want to handle that issue. The baby formula thing, it's like they thought the optics, oh, she would look, I guess, attached to the supply chain baby exactly. formula problem. Yep. But JD, I would argue this way, like, how do you project to the public, to the American public, that you would be positioned to be a commander in chief if you can't quote like get your hands dirty with That's these right. issues? Yes, I don't see how that projects she would ever be fit to be a top leader. You can't walk away from tough issues and and crises. So uh, I mean, I just think on top of his problems, he has this very, you know, um, attitude issue, vice president. <laughs> so That's right. You know, um, good way to say it. And yeah. it could be, we'll see what he decides with 24, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him removed from the ticket. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro show. Propane plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401 401- in Massachusetts. You can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane, heating and cooling, it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment it's propane plus and remember with propane it's affordable sustainable equitable good for the environment and now it's renewable call propane plus today at 401-885-4209 in massachusetts call them at 508-252-3359 they're very easy to navigate website it's propaneplus.com propane plus call them 401-885-4209 we're speaking with independent columnist, opinion maker Donna Perry, DJ. Um, amongst the governor races, obviously the one in Arizona is really, obviously uh, is really interesting. Rhode Island has one. The New York one, he has pulled ahead of her in the polls. But let's talk about Massachusetts. I saw that you know they had their quote final debate. Uh, the Boston Globe offered their, uh, they the, you know gave the endorsement uh, to Maura Healy, and and in course, some ways yep. it was almost kind of insulting in a way or like almost insinuating the deal was just setting himself up to either be a talk host or run some big pack but i i did catch the press release on friday when now deal saying he wants you know is challenging her to another debate because that's what you do when you're behind i i think just one of the problems i have with this is they started from behind yeah they have remained behind i i know that some of their opponents want to suggest this that this truly is a race but i i almost you know, and I, I like the deal, people, and I, I've had Jeff on the program a number of different times. But it begins and ends with the moment you decided that you were going to run with this endorsement from Trump, it, it was basically over. And I know that what I don't understand, you you know, the, the, the of course, like 
his base and supporters—they yeah. to me, them it means a lot. But, but what are we talking? Like, are you? What do you think? Charlie Baker didn't know what he was doing. I mean, right. I, 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 it's it's going to be too bad, and I don't see how they turn it around that type of gap. But at the same time, it's like talk about it—just another poorly executed plan based on where the voters are. Yeah. And you know what's so disappointing to me as a Republican in Massachusetts, John? Look at what we're talking about. You have Republicans who could win in major yes. blue states if you framed the case. Yeah. And, um, and I do say the contrast with Elise Zeldin. He's taking the fight to her. That's he is right. saying you've got the wrong policies. And boy, that's a tough liberal state uh, to do that. But but he's bringing it forward. And they always say in the case of deal, what's so disappointing, they say politics is really the art of, you know, math and addition, John, as you just said very well, you're, you need to add people. You don't need to keep talking to the people who are already voting for you. So when you have the Trump base in the state, he, he, I would argue Massachusetts, when you've had a Baker, moderate Republican, you know, I don't get it. I don't know where those relationships are. There was no building on that. Um, I think there are issues you could really take to Healy and say, why not say, well, you're going to be a Biden clone. Gee, that seems right. to be working out really well. Yes. You know, where, where would, but he has not taken it to her. You don't see, I'm um, throwing a press conference together. John, we know how the daily day-to-day media works in the TVs. They're always looking for, you know, like where, where are these, you know, moments? And he's not taking it to her and said, no, no, you, you're, this is not a coronation. You are not necessarily the best person for Massachusetts. Um, and I would say, John, she also, I'll just a quick uh, reference here. I mean, she has a record of actually being like very, very anti-private sector. She has sued more corporations. She has a mm. track record on that. Well, Right now, coming out of the pandemic, the city of Boston is having a problem. Very notable major companies, because they don't want to have the big footprint. You're going to have a lot of empty buildings in the downtown of the city. That's not going forward for for Boston. And, you know, I just think he could have made more of her record of really being anti-business. And I, I think it's a sensitive point right now. And I don't see him doing that. I also, and I, I say this as a supporter, you know, but you got to decide, do you, do you want to just get cheers at a rally or are you really talking about winning this thing? Let's talk about, you know, Glenn Youngkin. He took the endorsement, right. President Trump off endorsement, but they, they had their hands up like, you're not coming to do a rally. That's not going to help us. We'll, we'll let you know if we need your help. He won. You have, you know, Baker yes. never embraced it, but look at. You know, our friend Cranston Mayor Alan Fung. He absolutely he said, you know, Baker did a fundraiser for him. There's Steve's Calise. They're coming into Boston. They're going to do another high high level fundraiser for him. Uh, he has said that Baker is kind of his political idol. Uh, it, if he had wanted to early on, he could have jumped in on the, the Trump bandwagon. But w- but what are we talking about? Are you talking about you want to get applause one night for a few yep. minutes at a rally? Or are we talking about winning elections? And so. I thought from the get-go, even having even after the raid and having the president do the the phone calls with whatever they're doing, the tele rally and everything, it's just I, I I understand that gets a couple of people, you know, a small the people yeah. that should be with you any excited, but but again, I come back to what what are we really trying to do here? You yeah, know, and are you trying to win? And and truthfully, John, it would be different if Deal was running, uh, you know, if that had popped up during Trump's midterm cycle. Yeah. OK, then that yes. would have been different. He was still hot. The, the people were saying, oh, they're just going after him. I would just like to add in Alan Fung, boy, is on the national map that a great piece in the yep. Wall Street Journal. That's you right. can't you couldn't have paid for that to come out better, in my humble opinion. I mean, yep. it just really laid it out. It just showed, I loved some of the, you know, the imagery of the Wall Street Journal, that their writers are so great. It said, as he sipped, you know, a pumpkin cold brew in the Garden yeah. City. John, but it's so him. He's, yes. so, you know what he is? He's authentic. Yes. Uh, and Magaziner just remotely doesn't have his skills and, his, and the embrace of the public. And they um, are scrambling. I mean, Marty Walsh came in. They have all the union oh, bosses. Big deal. Up. Yeah. Uh, there's one debate left. But right now, for Fung to be sitting in the situation he's in, and all they keep doing 
he's thrown together these lies and these other vicious commercials that all keeps talking about. He's one of a Trump guys, extremists. And the fact of the matter is, you know, anyone in Rhode Island knows it's it's falling short. Alan Funk maybe one many things, but he's not an extremist. No. And John, the, those commercials are I, they're almost embarrassingly foolish. Yes, it, no one are. it's. It, it's almost like magaziners people. They always get national people. They almost didn't understand who they were no. going up against. Uh, no. When he says, you know, I'm proud to be a moderate. Uh, I, and, and that was an example for deal. And, and he's winning by being his, his like taking that model of the Baker model. Right. Like, I mean, you know, you have to understand these states and the districts you're in. I think it's very exciting. I mean, he could end up putting on the map john that was the claudine schneider republican seat you know it is that's amazing and what would be huge about this donna perry is just you know kevin mccarthy's vested in the race as i said scalise is going to come in to do a fundraiser i I am already hearing that if he can pull this off of course be the only republican uh, congressperson in new england plus asian american like i'm already hearing don't be surprised he delivers the Republican response to the president's wow, imagine high yeah. level of how yeah. they're investing. Now, Donna Perry, talking about the media, though, I did want to get your thought that and, and we had talked about it at the time. But here it is. You have a sitting senator, uh, Tom Cotton, and publishes a piece in The New York Times and and Bennett and what he went through. And he has finally, you know, issued a response that that is absolutely rotten what they did to that to that guy uh and that's supposed to, you know the paper of record and so forth but it, it really illustrates i think the power of number one the wokeness inside the times but then that you know their their subscriber base they were objecting to it, it this was an alternative view a city yep. uh senator saying if this keeps up we should consider you know taking a more drastic action so that that is a real um I, I think in some ways that that was just such a shameful moment for the times. Yeah. And, and I have said this before, unfortunately, John, they, they are allowing activists to really not journalists to not only operate in that newsroom and they seem to have enough pressure on the higher ups. Um, although then you have a very, very liberal publisher um, and he's the descendant of, you know, um, that that big family but like to have a guy of the talent and the seasoning of a bennett as a big new york times editor like hounded out and they've john they've he was one of and uh, the name is escaping me that other woman who they hounded out barry weiss who you know and by the way she talked about that i mean she's jewish and she talked about the anti-semitism very open uh insults that were going on in the New York Times, um, you know, in their newsroom and, and through, you know, comments on an inside chat room they do or something like that. I mean, they these people are have been chased out. And I think it's very, very um, problematic. And it is this woke culture that's now out of control. Tom Cotton is a sitting U.S. senator. Um, and, and he may be a conservative, but he's not viewed as a wacko and he has very measured you know principles you can disagree but if to say we've reached the point and this is the problem with this you know the wokeism john they want everything invisible it's like it's offending them to see it published on their pages that's right you know grow up i mean what is happening you're you know you're supposed to be this major newspaper so um a lot of that is but all of that is also you know, people are becoming more aware of of this over out of control progressive wokeism movement, where yes. an, any other opinion is just not allowed. No, folks. Quick break. Much more ahead. Donna Perry, right here on the John DePietro Show. This is the perfect time of year to have some paving done for your home, residential, commercial, seal coating, and patios. Make it letter J, J Perry Paving. They provide high-quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. Call them today for a free estimate, 401-732-1730. The next couple of months, get your driveway prepared for wintertime. Call J Perry Paving today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. Licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting their clients' needs no matter how big or how small. Whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway. 
that needs to be refreshed. Call J. Perry Paving today. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Remember, even asphalt can be recycled, reused. Call them for a free quote. Letter J, J. Perry Paving. Look for them on Facebook and call 401-732-1730. Remember, no one's better to veterans than J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401-732-1730. High quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, free estimate, J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. We're speaking with independent columnist, opinion maker, it's Donna Perry. DJ, uh, two other quick stories. One I want to ask you about, and, and I think, you know, part of this, I, I would think it's, I think it's very unfair that anyone now, you know, we, there's a story that a lot of people that normally work part of the election process don't want anything to do with it. There's more of a focus on it, mm-hmm. but I, at the same time, I, I think it's very unfair that anyone that questions mail ballots, how is it being tabulated, whether or not this is happening, that immediately is deemed yes. an election denier. Yeah, that's the new term. Yeah, the election denier. kind of fits in that this is what the results are going to be and you're going to have to take it. Let's face it, for years now, in different you know, pockets around the country, there have been notorious and very questionable votes that were taken I, I understand that there are some people that are very extreme in thinking that it was the machines and they were, you know, flipping if it was a Biden vote, a, tr- a Trump vote, it became a Biden vote. But at the same time, I, I am, you know, people will ask me, do you think the election was legitimate? And I come back and say there's a lot of different answers to that question. The, the, the element of as long as you keep having the early voting in the mail ballots. It, it can raise some real valid concerns of people Absolutely. being able to vote twice and the, the whole thing with the campaigns and the ballot harvesting. Absolutely. And I think this term that, again, the media just adopts it. Um, yes. And this is just it's it's like to make it a dirty word. It's like a toxic image and you don't want it attached to you if you're a political figure. And, John, let's face it, it is, you know, it's laughable over these couple of years when CNN and Anderson Cooper and they sit there and, you know, it's like, have, did you ever understand about small states or big states? And it's like as if there's never been cheating in election. Right. It's like Anderson Cooper. How old are you? I mean, my goodness. Um, you know, and so th- this is just to silence any legitimate questioning yes. when ballots uh, come up wrong and, and you have to go after things. I mean, over the years, look at like a Ken Block who did a great job. He's yes. used to do the research. He was not an election denier. You know, he was he was showing where there was questionable activity. It has gone on for years. Yep. And un- unfortunately, and then you have these younger, very, you know, sort of progressive fanatical people who are entering journalism. And so they don't even seem to know better. It's like, oh, my goodness. You don't think he's ever been cheating in elections? Well, (laughs) as Jason Katz said one time, and I do the segment with him, Politics This Week, he said they almost act like it'd be like what would be the incentive for for cheating? Like, come on, there's obvious incentives. It's one person gets elected and they're in power and everyone gets jobs. The other person is not. So if they take the position of, like, gee, why would anyone want to do that? I mean, that's that's just preposterous to begin with. And Donna Perry, I want to leave it with yeah. I think the Boston Globe is a very talented writer. Uh, anytime I see a headline, I can tell that it's it's her. She was, wrote another piece that is very funny about she thinks that Duncan, when they tried to change their rewards program, they should almost be treated as like a public utility, Duncan. Uh, yeah. And never mind, they changed the name. But uh, but Beth Tadell is um, she is so talented. I've had her on the program before, but she just wrote a great piece about this whole business of turning on the heat before Halloween. Yeah. And it, right. um, in other parts of the country, they may not get it, but it so sums up the feeling in New England. Right. Well, it, you're right. Like it, it's kind of a like it's a contest and saying, well, you don't need to put the heat on yet. And and yes. I I thought that the. the the parts of it that I caught was, you know, you're not a true New Englander uh, if you've put the heat on and it's not November yet or whatever. Um, and saying when people were growing up, which I think we can remember, <laughs> put on another sweater. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with walking around the house in a little jacket. Right. I mean, um, you know, like and, and that was just to even to keep the heat at more you know measurable levels. So 
Um, yeah, she, she's very, very funny. And it's, it is so New England uh, where people kind of wait to say, well, you know, it's not, not, not that bad. I've had mine on. I know that. <laughs> oh, I think a lot of people. Have. Donna Perry, just to, to finish it out. Uh, this is going to be a very dramatic midterm. And ABC had a poll today mm. during this. I, I, maybe it was Meet the Press, actually, that showed the amount of interest in this midterm is higher than what it was in 10, in 12, in 14, in 16. They're going to mm. send President Obama around over the next two weeks. The, the Democrat Party, this is this is really a turning point. But I, I think the Republicans have just run better races with their messaging on the economy and crime. A hundred percent. And, and yeah. the one, you know, someone who give him credit, old Bernie Sanders. Now he's making the rounds again and he's yeah. kind of in a panic and he's saying, well, you know, guys, you, you know, you have to stop talking about abortion and the kitchen table issues, which, you know, that used to be in, in a way um, kind of a, a reliable Oh, the old Democratic Party that was more centrist, John, they would talk about kitchen table issues. That's what people care about. That's exactly what we're saying with these grocery prices and just the price of everything. Um, and then they've gotten way off. And as we you have pointed out very correctly, also in these guys wanted mail ballots and everything. Well, now many people have already voted. That's so. Right. You know, whatever they think they're going to, there's no one's turning anything around, in my view. Once this pendulum at this late date, and especially with early voting, I, the cake is baked. Um, and I just think the Republicans, um, they may surprise at, at the numbers. And the fact that the U.S. Senate, they're, John, the Dems are very, very nervous. If you've yeah, got the are. U.S. Senate, yeah. which it, you really could see things could go either way. Yes. Um, no, those final tight races and there can be i don't know like even like herschel walker john like there can be almost an exhaustion where people say oh for gosh sakes they accuse the guy of something every five minutes right i don't know there's been a pile there's a pile on that can then um you know boomerang back at the other side yeah it is so folks again she is independent columnist opinion maker it's donna perry dj great job as always we'll talk to you again great to be with you the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Delicious food, great atmosphere, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge. They can also accommodate large groups. A great meal, a feast is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Stop it and see them all year round. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 99.9 fm remember you can always listen online at our website dipetro.com folks visit the website on the website you'll see all our links to social media whether it's facebook or youtube instagram even tiktok plus you if you want to reach me that's the best way to do it we have unique original stories videos content log on right at the website dipetro.com